0: welcome back hey guys well we got a pretty tough one today Uh, I just ask that before we even start that everybody please uh, take this to prayer and definitely just hear me out
1: and we really do want to beg because we know with this topic our emotions take over our feelings take over Mm -hmm. because we get it we totally get it so let's just remember that it's our feelings and emotions and thoughts that need to be transformed by Scripture, yep. not the other way around.
0: Yes. So please, Even when we don't like it, right? Right. So please don't misunderstand what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, don't freak out on us, okay? <laughs> We're saying this lovingly.
0: And, and just take this to prayer. I, I, I guess just think about this, because I think this is a... This is an issue that goes deeper than most Christians know.
1: And it's not a right versus wrong no, issue it's either.
0: It's just, a, it's just something that we need to consider as Christians and we need to think about. Exactly. So it's a consideration. It's a plea of consideration, I think. Yep. Um, That's a
1: perfect word for it. plea of consideration.
0: Because, it, it, you know, and, it, and it's funny. When the holidays come out, People, boy, do we Christians nuts. come yeah. out with opinions and defense. And before, before you get mad at me, let me note that Scripture is abundantly clear that we have the freedom to do these things. I mean, Galatians 5.1, Galatians 5.13, First Peter 2.16, live as people who are free, not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil, but living as servants of God. All of Romans chapter 14 is literally about not passing judgment on a believer based off of what they decide to do. Absolutely. Uh, there's a lot more context to that, which we'll go into.
1: And we understand that people very but, much abuse that. Yes. Where either one, so we pass the, no yes. judgment. Right. Because right. cannot judge or B, we pass too much. Right. We get it.
0: Right. But this is where you would apply a day like Christmas, a day like Easter, a day like um
1: Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving,
0: you know. Know, you know whatever American holiday that we have, this falls under that. And as a Christian, and as an American Christian, you absolutely have the freedom to to celebrate these holidays without any judgment passed upon you. Uh, and, and, and that's fine. but every single year you say anything about or against christmas and the opinions go wild they go crazy and i'm not accusing anybody here but it to me and and have been in this long enough people the mo- the, the the people that are the most ignorant of scripture have the most largest opinions on matters like this, they'll say, "Okay, well, I don't understand all this weird Old Testament stuff, and I don't even I, Paul. I don't get him. He, you know, I don't really understand him. Um, but Jesus, man, I get, I get Jesus, and I get this seeker-sensitive Jesus idea that I that I get. But they don't, they don't understand these things. But yet they have these opinions against anybody who says anything and says." Well, no, no, no. You're wrong because of I feel this way, and you can't pass judgment on me because I feel this way.
1: Or I read. I read, or, 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 I read or, this, and I took it as that. Right. I, you know, right. Yeah.
0: That's what I meant. Yeah. Um. Thank you for clearing that up, because that would have been something that I would have gotten. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to open up the comments on this again. because you guys, and not a It's a not mean that we're thing. not wanting it's... to engage. It's because there's, no, there's obviously no middle ground in this. And this is my response is to a comment that was on one of your videos that you did regarding Christmas. I can't say that I completely agreed with even so... Check this out. You want to know scandalous, you know, <laughs> pl- world out there. Guess what? I don't always agree with everything my wife says. I don't. I mean, I, I, I agree with most of it, but there's, uh, you know, and I love her and I respect her opinion in all things, but I, that doesn't mean that I agree with every little thing. Um, the video that she did on Christmas, I agree with largely. Um, I, I think all the way agree with her point that she was trying to make. Uh, How she goes about your point and how strict you are with your point is the only thing where I'm just like, okay, I can see how people would think that that you're being legalistic. But that doesn't mean that that's a dig on saying that I think you're legalistic. That means I can see how other people would think that, and that would make me go, maybe we want to, you know, move this, uh, use different words or a different idea next time, as opposed to, you know, doing this because people would think that you're being legalistic but that's my only, you know, that's, but the, the point of it, and, and you even said in the beginning of it, you said, I'm not talking about everybody who decides to celebrate Christmas. And I mean, obviously we're talking about Christmas. <laughs> okay. Um, but you know, we're not talking about every single Christian who decides to do this. Because this would go against scripture, saying that you know, that it, passing judgment on people like this. But the 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 point that I'm trying to make is is where your opinion comes in and your feeling and and what big you know the. And I'm not saying everybody's biblically ignorant, but largely, even the most well-meaning and 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 knowledgeable. Christians' teachers are subscribed to a false teaching that does not mean that they are false teachers intending to harm. This means that Satan got into the church exactly like Paul said that he was going to do, in from among us, disguising himself as an angel of light, as 2 Corinthians 11 says, and came into the church and brought in a destructive heresy, as Paul talks about. And if you're confused on the matter, this bo- and, and how this relates, I'm talking about replacement theology. And you wouldn't think to equate the two, replacement theology, with Christmas. You wouldn't think to equate this. Okay, But let me tell you something. It absolutely equates and that's what the plea about this is is christmas the christmas holiday itself is rooted in this replacement theology if you don't know what replacement theology is it's this idea it's called supersessionism is the technical term for there's like five different names for it supersessionism sessionism Fulfillment the I mean, there's all kinds of, of or not fulfillment, I'm sorry. Um, uh, it even under the brand of covenant theology, these, all these different names they have for this one idea, and that's this idea that the church has replaced Israel, the Jew, as God's chosen people. And this is an extremely destructive heresy that most of us have no idea how much this relates. Okay, no matter how much you want to to admit it or not, the way that the church, the early church, has been from the very beginning, and if you go backwards in the Romans that I was talking about, and you read Romans chapters 9, 10, and 11, you're going to see Paul lay out a full plan of God's redemption plan for Israel, for his people, the Jews. Okay, this is not something that he's he's going to forget. It's something that we as Christians forget, and largely the early church, because of this destructive heresy, brought this in with force. But we need to remember John 4.22, when Jesus is talking to the woman at the well, salvation is from the Jews. Romans 3, one and 2. What advantage has the Jew? Much in every way. Deuteronomy 14.2 says, the Lord has chosen you to be his people, his treasured possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. Okay, These are his people. And regardless of the fact that they are in unbelief right now, we were never meant to persecute the Jews nor were we ever meant to replace anything with the church with anything Jewish. That's insanity. But that's exactly what we've done. And the Christmas holiday is rooted in replacement theology. Why? Because regardless whether you guess what? And in, in Matt Whitman has a video on it. I, I suggest you go watch it because it's even, I'm, I'm, I'm probably more more so on your side of celebrating Christmas as an American than you would probably think. Because yes, totally, Christmas totally is a pagan holiday, but I don't think that should matter to everybody because that's definitely not what American, some Americans mean to, to, to do to it. So that's fine. We have that knowledge. But if we know and understand that it's rooted in this horrid thing that started early in the church, why, if you go backwards and read that Romans 9, 10, and 11 redemptive plan of Israel, Paul explains that we are not meant to get proud. We are not meant to, to act like we are above. We are supposed to understand that we are grafted in and it's just as easy for us to be grafted out as it for us to be grafted in. And it's the same thing with the Jews. And they did not fail to receive their promises. So we were never meant to go and persecute them. We were never meant to go replace any of their practices. Paul didn't go to seek to replace anything. He went to go to the synagogues to teach. And guess what? He still celebrated the festivals. And he would have still celebrated the festivals that pertain to the fulfillment of Christ. So these are the things that we would have continually celebrated. Because these would have been the fulfillment of Christ. Yes, the, the, the idea of the law and everything being dead at the birth of Christ is, is, is correct in a way. But we've, we've gone and we've twisted that into this replacement theology. Okay, and, and we need to understand that this is, this is something that is extremely dangerous. And if you know anything about your history, I have a book here that you just got me yesterday. And it is my favorite thing that I have gotten in a while. And I've gotten a lot of really good books.
1: This was like the best thrift store find. It, was it cost a me twenty five store cent, find, and and it's, it's called the
0: history of the Jews. Okay. And it was written in, it's written by a guy named Solomon. I'm not going to pronounce his Jewish last name.
1: You're totally going to get it.
0: Messed I'm going to, I'm going to butcher <laughs> it. Okay. But y'all can look it up.
1: I will write down the title in the description of this.
0: Grisel, I believe it is, but I'm probably butchering that horribly. Okay, but it, it was written in, originally in 47 that he wrote it. Yep. Which was the beginning of the establishment of the Jewish nation again. So Super it is the history of the Jews Jew writing that. from the Babylonian exile to the present, which was 1947. And, and hey, we're we are becoming a, going to become a realized nation again since the first time since 70 AD. Okay, so... He did a update in it, though, in 68, after the Seven Days War and after the Jews took control of the city of Jerusalem. And he felt that he had to add another chapter to it after that in Jewish history.
1: Which, in Jewish history, absolutely. It's huge. Absolutely
0: you do. That's game changer. And it is... So fascinating, because it is the most it is the most fair assessment of Jewish history that I've read because he's not attempting and in, in, he says in the beginning i'm not attempting to put any any group down, any Muslims any christians anybody in specific i'm trying to Honestly, explain the history of the Jews since the Babylonian exile without any, um, you know, without really any any favoritism towards Jews ourselves, just as giving a fair assessment of what this is. And he does a really good job. And he also acknowledges that this is somewhat impossible to do because, of course, uh, you know, I have to be biased at some point. But it, 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 largely, it's, it's very good. And reading the section when he talks about the criticism of Christianity here, okay, there's a line that he says in here, for as time went on, the Christian church began to appear in the role of an enemy. It was the church which tried to impose complete separation between Jews and Christians. Then he goes on to explain what the early church did and the synagogue. A Christian view, medieval Christian artists would frequently represent the synagogue in defeat by the side of the church triumphant. Okay, there's a statue he's got here from a cathedral that shows uh, this, this picture of the church being victorious over Israel and stomping Israel. That is the most da- heretical, dangerous thing for a, a human being to do. Because what did we just say? What advantage, in Romans 3, 1 and 2, what advantage has the Jew? Much in every way. Did Israel fail to obtain their pro- Absolutely not, they did not. Deuteronomy 14:2, the, the Lord has chosen you as His treasured possession. Salvation is from the Jews. The Lord will go back to dealing with Israel and he will, the book of Revelation tells us that He will clearly save a Jewish remnant out of the tribulation period. Not only does Revelation tell this, but they're promised it all throughout Scripture that God will not abandon them. And then Paul lays this plan out in full detail. So the fact of the matter is Christmas in its origin was seen as a defeat of Judaism, a 24-hour acknowledgement of the defeat of the Jews. So when we look at these things, we go, wow, that's, I I mean, it should make us go, I don't, I don't agree with that. That, that, that should not be anything that, that we would want to have any part of. Because just because They're in unbelief right now. Scripture never tells us to treat them like garbage and replace everything. And all of a sudden that we have the greater promise.
1: You know, when you really dig into these things, it is amazing to see how deep the anti-Semitism goes into our regular, acceptable Christian things and i know we say it all the time and what bothers me so much is the fact that we do not in the church understand that jesus didn't come to create a new religion he didn't come for christians like we're so we have been so anti-semitic and worked so hard in the church which is satan's plan absolutely to cut the jew right we look at hitler and we go oh hitler was so bad and it's like okay well you understand that the same power that possessed hitler has been working in the church we in the church have been doing the same thing that hitler did we have been ridding the Jew out of Christianity.
0: And it started in the early church.
1: It absolutely did. And then when you do things like us, you know, I've shared our story, but I felt completely convicted, not only because of the roots of, of Christmas, but because we have made such an idol of it. It's we, we slap a Jesus sticker on it and call it good, and we go, oh, it's about Jesus's birth, and that's so important, and blah, 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 which I'm not taking away from the birth of Christ, but we've it, it's, it's idolatry. The whole point of it is just overindulgence and, you know, all of these things for so many right and and we worked really hard at first to cut that out and really minimize that but then even still I'm like why are we doing this I the more and more I dug into scripture the more and more I looked at the biblical holy days and went you want something that is truly all about Christ it's the seven feasts of scripture right it's the biblical holy days that were made for Christ and are being fulfilled by Christ like you can't get any more Jesus is the reason for the season than those truly And then the more and more you dig into these things and you look at what it is, I mean, that the base of these things, it is replacement theology. It is ridding the Jews out of everything. Look at how Jews have to, you know, look at how, look at a Jewish approach to Christmas. If these are God's chosen people, right, that are in unbelief right now, how are we showing them the love of Christ and truly ministering to them and others around us by the way that we celebrate Christmas. How are well, we? Well,
0: and it's we don't understand that it is a they, a lot of them are being acceptable and kind. Absolutely. but they it is very very offensive to them. It very oh. offensive to them and it does not represent anything good. Regardless of our intent from it, it still to them does not represent anything good.
1: But when was the last time you as a believer in Christ took your Jewish brother, sister, not not that they're in the faith, but you took a Jewish neighbor into account of this. And I know for many Jews, many Jews are not even religious today. You know what I mean? They're in such a state of apostasy. It's heartbreaking. And I I think most of them have been so used to Christmas being everywhere. And, And that's another thing. Like people, I remember we were always told to be offended by people saying happy holidays and not Merry Christmas. Absolutely. I will only say happy holidays because that's just so offensive to our Jewish neighbors to force, you know, the, you know what I mean? It's just, it's ridiculous. But to not even stop and take that into account, um, is just, it's, I just, it's anti-Semitism. Well, it's, it's something that we
0: would, most of us would agree that we don't, uh, we don't like anti-Semitism and we don't, you know. But then
1: we don't realize the ways that we ourselves as the Christian church are doing it. And that's the the heart of the matter here that, I mean, you're trying to share with us. It's like, guys, let's stop for a minute and think. But we don't. And that was kind of my point in the video where I said, you guys, Jesus is coming. We don't know when that trumpet is going to sound. So what are by the things you're doing, are you truly looking for Christ's return and true, like, are we truly doing this? Like I ask myself that in everything, every day from my kids' homeschool to my daily activities, to what I'm reading and do, you know what I mean? Like we, we need to be very mindful of that because the time is coming. It is that serious, but do you stop and really go, Hey, Am I even being considerate? Christ was a Jew. That—that's what he was. He—he's the Messiah to the Jews, to the Jewish people. What ways in my life am I unknowingly being anti-Semitic?
0: Well, and here's the thing, and I think we, we've talked about this before, but we've gone well. We celebrate Christmas. December twenty fifth is Jesus' birthday. We go, okay, that, that's that's fine. That's your freedom to do so. But Jesus has a birthday. And he likely was, he was likely born during the Feast of Trumpets. Yeah. Which, again, you wouldn't understand what this was because of replacement theology. Yeah. Because we've removed everything out of it. Surprised, yeah, like Jesus is a Jew and he celebrated Jewish holidays and he celebrated Hanukkah. Yeah, if which you was want the, a cozy the, winter the, thing the, to a do. Poser, you know, yeah, I mean, it, and it just so happened a few years ago that it, it, it coincided with Christmas, but it doesn't always coincide with Christmas it's not the jewish christmas matter of fact it has for us as christians and, and knowing that god still has a promise for israel and a promise for a literal temple and the messiah to come in and cleanse the temple and and is not only um is it you know in a figurative way for is but in a literal way when he will set up his millennial kingdom and so uh you, know, you want to like, look forward to is, the
1: return of Christ and the kingdom is, to come? Yeah, Hanukkah we look at ho- is we look your at jam. A,
0: a holiday like Hanukkah, and we realize Jesus was celebrating this holiday. Mm-hmm. This is not a holiday that was a biblical holiday, but Jesus celebrated the Festival of Whites. It was a biblical holiday in the way of 1st and 2nd Maccabees and the Maccabean rebellion. Yeah, but it's not and one then, of the seven ordained days, just it like Purim. because it was to honor the cleansing of the temple and the the taking back of, of of all these things and they um they they celebrated that and jesus by celebrating obviously gave approval to this but when you think of why he celebrated is because he literally is the fulfillment of what that was all about exactly the 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 propitiation the sacrifice, the cleansing sacrifice, you know, to the Lord. So that's, that's such a a deep, deep thing. And there's, there's a lot of neat tradition that's rooted in that. And we can see a lot of, of, you know, this isn't one thing that we're pushing on anybody. It's not that we think that everybody should celebrate this but it's just something that you should know about and it would be i mean it's just presenting it to you is isn't this cool like why would you not want to celebrate this over this is there anything wrong with american tradition and all these things no i think to what christmas has has developed and the idea that it's jesus's birth and and all these things and he came into the world for the forgiveness of sin and there's certainly a bunch of of cozy things that we can say about it that are good and and okay and that's where your freedom comes in but we we have it's just like okay jesus's birth we 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 know pretty much that um you know, and I, I mean, this this has a lot to do with Daniel's prophecy, too. Um, this, it wasn't, you know, the Magi, they were out there, um, they, they, they knew Daniel's prophecy. That's what they were looking for. They were bringing offerings to a king, you know, like, this is the king, and, and we know he is because of Daniel's prophecy, and this didn't occur on Christmas. It didn't. It didn't occur on December 25th. I mean, there's, there's, so again, I want to, to clarify that there's not, we have plenty of friends that celebrate it. And if, if Heidi decided to say, Hey, I want to celebrate Christmas. Okay. I don't have any, any issues with it, but I would ask these questions. I go, why would you want to, why would we want to? Because. Of what this really means and is, and especially in the condition of the world we are today, but <clears throat> one of the things that people really attach to, and I guess this will be kind of go on to my second point here, of the argument that keeps get, getting brought up that just kind of peeves me every single year as Christ, our Savior, is born, and, and let me explain what I mean by that. I mean that yes. I acknowledge he was born in the flesh as human. This is when he came to earth human. But one thing that we forget and we, we don't have the capacity to understand is that God was not created and he was not born. He has no beginning. Jesus is God. Okay, so he, he, has, he has been in existence with the Father and the Spirit since the beginning of ever. He has no beginning. So, we understand and receive him as God, but this is when God the father had to have his wrath appeased in the way of unsinful flesh. So in reality, that baby being born, well that means eternity for us, it also is extremely bittersweet because it's the realization of that propitiation for our sin and the fact that He had to do this to reconcile us to the Lord. He had to, and He willingly. Gave up and humbled himself to the point of death. That is, it, it, it's something that is just why Christ our Savior is born. Okay, our Savior was, that was at the point that he was born, yes. But at the same time, that was the, that was the point that he was brought into the world for sin and that propitiation for sin. That, to me, just is one of the things that gets me. And the, the other part of Christmas that people don't understand and Christmas music is the, how rooted in kingdom now theology it is. Because guess yet, yeah, there's still this whole nother, there's still a whole nother coming thing going on here. In judgment, you see that he didn't, he didn't fulfill all these things this first time as kingdom now theology teaches. He is the fulfillment. But these things, things with the fulfillment of judgment in the second coming have not occurred yet okay i I mean somebody asked the question on that same thing well do you i love listening to holy night okay
1: and guys i get it i was the most christmas music obsessed person like it gives you all the feels all the things but Do we listen to that stuff now? No, because I only listen to biblically accurate music, and that stuff is some of the most biblically inaccurate music you could possibly come up with.
0: (laughs) Paul Washer talks about being born outside in filth, in a manger. The author of human life brought into the world in filth, completely spotless land, and we sing these songs, it just doesn't compute to me, I I don't get it, I don't. And I believe that we are so attached to these things and we think these things because of bad theology.
1: And that's the idolatry part of it, that I'm like, you guys, we've got to truly hold the mirror up and look at this stuff.
0: Yes, Christ our Savior was born into the world. Amen. Not arguing that fact. But But it's so
1: much bigger than that.
0: Let's look at it. I mean, you know, we are so sensitive In so many areas, don't you say this? Are you saying this? But yet you refuse to look at things from a biblical perspective. Yet they say, oh, I'm, I'm looking at this biblically. Where? Where? Outside of your freedom to do so? Where? I'm curious. You have the freedom, but where? You're not going to find it. Again, I'm not being legalistic about this. I know it's it, it, it probably seems, and I know I've probably upset enough of people that they think that I'm saying that I feel different about people that decide to celebrate Christmas, and I feel that they're trying to attempt to hurt Jews, and I uh, they're trying to attempt to, to say that G- Jesus was not God, and you know, all these different, no, that and, and that's always the extreme um, assumptions that you get, and messages that you get, are these things. No, that's not what I'm saying at all, is I, I separate myself completely from even um, my associate pastor. Um, who at my church, my, my, my thoughts on this because him and his family decide to celebrate Christmas. That's fine. I have nothing to say. He understands all of these things. And he does so on the freedom to do so and not on the, in, in the, the music and the trees and all these things aren't anything to condemn him for or to condemn any of you for. They're not. But for me... And for what I believe we as a plea should think about are these things. I mean, it's, it, it, is it a big, you know, no. Okay. What it's been, it's been turned into a good thing over here in the West. Sure. But all of these things pass away. And, and this is part of, you know, that the, the only thing that it says that will be celebrating is the feast that we go up to every year in Zachariah.
1: Yeah. These biblical um, holy days that are so weird to consider now, those are going to be the only things that we will be yeah, celebrating I mean, I'm in sure, future time. I'm
0: sure that, I mean, there's nothing wrong with culture and different. I, I think that there is in a way, I think there's, there's a way that, that Christ will be honored in the way that there is an innocence to, but that will be like a true, not
1: superficial we put Jesus labels on it and therefore it's good. You know what I mean? right? And
0: and, and I mean, I'm not, I I don't know. I, I don't see anything wrong with tradition in, in the millennial kingdom, um, with, with the humans in the millennial kingdom celebrating tradition.
1: But that's the point I think where, when we stop and truly look at these things, like you just brought up and truly sit here and assess these points that you've shared here in this, you know, please take these into consideration podcast. Like the more and more you look at those things and you truly weigh it, which again was the point I was trying to make in the video was stop and really ask yourself these questions. Are the things you're doing truly lining up with this when you reflect on this and you ask these questions?
0: Yeah. Are they? I mean, if they
1: are, that's between you and the Lord. Praise God. Amen. Whatever. That's not my business. Mm -hmm. None of it's my business. I'm just pleading to please stop and consider these things.
0: Yeah. And I mean, these, you know, our idea of sharing gifts and all these things is this is, these were offerings brought to a king. I mean, these are, these, this is, this is what this was. This wasn't meant for us to take and, and, and exchange presents and material things amongst ourselves. Yeah. Is there anything wrong with doing that? No. Um, but you know, we, we have to understand, that this is this coming from this perspective and this understanding because none of any of the 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 nations all of the nations in the end times come against Israel every single nation and Israel is the only nation left standing and that's because of the Lord. That does not mean that it's going to be rid of all traces of tradition in these things in the king, in the millennial kingdom. And it certainly does not. Okay, but it, what it does mean is that, that this is still very, very Jewish. And uh, a lot of these things are still going to occur. And I, I don't see us celebrating, you know, Christmas in the millennial kingdom. I mean, maybe there's the Gentiles that are out in the West. Uh, you know, the the face of the earth is going to look a lot different. Um, but we know that there's, you know, the, the, there's going to be people spread all throughout the world as there once was in a perfect scenario. Um, so, you know, there, there probably will be that Western tradition left where you do celebrate uh, this time. But these, these celebrations will be different. This will be celebrating as, you know, our king's actually here. You know, um, this is, you know, wow, salvation is actually here in front of us. He's actually ruling on the throne in Jerusalem. Um, so it, you know, we, we can't take any of this stuff with us when we go, but there's plenty of, of understanding that we can go back to. And I know not everybody is going to, including people that, that, that agree that with, um, you know, dispensational theology and that don't subscribe to this replacement theology or covenant theology. Um, you know, I know there's people that, that that celebrate Christmas in there too. And I mean, still, this is my, I would ask them the same question. Like, why are we doing, like, why would we be okay with this? Like, why, why would we be okay to use our freedom in this way when we know and understand these things? And we want to say, well, but okay, just okay, and that's fine. Uh, I'm not asking you to answer to me. I'm asking you to consider it and ponder it on your own. Um, I'm not making any kind of, of claim that, Uh, I'm that everybody else is wrong who doesn't feel the same way but what you are wrong about is the fact of replacement theology and its effect on the church and on our even our celebrations on everything that we do everything that we do in the west y'all is influenced by we me and my son were talking about this last night you understand that every single influence that we have in this country is from this greco-roman world this first century of of this this whole idea that was put together right this is where our education comes from this is where our political systems come from this is where um you know even our sports come from i mean everything that we are over in the west is because of that in the history of what the romans did And where Christianity's roots and where Christianity spread out to and what happened with it was all rooted in anti-Semitism and squashing the Jew and removing every little bit of Jewish history out of this one by one.
1: I mean, you guys as Christians, we get excited and celebrate Easter, but don't understand the spring feasts of Passover, Unleavened Bread and First Fruits. What do you think that is? That's anti-Semitism.
0: The the amount of stupidity of not being able to equate the Israelites that were kept for a remnant all throughout the Old Testament to keep these people alive and going by God himself, by not acknowledging that 2,000 years later that there is still those people. I don't know which generation it's going to be. I have no idea which generation. No idea. Nobody does. He does. That's it. Nobody else has any clue. It very well could be some, the remnant could be in this generation that we're living in right now. Because we know that we have full-blooded Jews. We know, especially now with the DNA testing and the way that we can go back to to tracing family trees and everything. We've even boiled this down to tribes of these people still existing. This is information that we've never had before or been so... Easily accessible, so we can see this remnant throughout the world, and we can see the reality of these things continuing in Israel. And does this, you know, the the other thing that I want to make want to make sure that people understand is, I'm not saying that we are we should be Torah observant and take on every single of the Jewish holidays. That's that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm explaining to you that. We are not the root of this tree. We are not this tree. This, we are grafted in and we should not become proud and try to set up some new religion here and new way of doing things. Other than the instruction that, that were given to the church, that were given in the way of instruction in, in, in the fulfillment of how Christ fulfilled these things and how to maintain until he returns.
1: But it is amazing to see how we really have taken this, well, we have freedom in Christ, like, but we have taken that and so separated ourselves from what this truly is, what a, the, the whole story of scripture is. And it's amazing because it's like we all like to say, yes, we've been grafted in. And it goes, okay, because I can't tell that from looking at you. How, what have you been grafted into? right? If we're the adopted children, right? Like if I went and you and I adopted children, Mm -hmm. but yet those children literally looked nothing like our family and our children, right? They didn't dress anything similar, play anything similar, interested in anything similar, eat anything similar, do anything similar, right? Like you'd be like, that's weird. You don't really seem like an adopted child because you are nothing like the family that loves you and adopted you right? That's not saying that they'd have to wear the exact same clothes and only eat the same foods and only play the same things and couldn't be individual. Like that's not saying that, but it is funny when you think about that because we all like to say, well, we've been grafted in. Okay. Christian, how in your life have you been grafted into this? Right? Right? Because it's funny how, you know, again, you have people who take it to Torah observance and Hebrew roots, which gets completely heretical going in the opposite direction, but yet average everyday American Christian church is nothing like we don't even know what the biblical feasts are we we, people ask me all the time well what is that how do you celebrate it what do you do i mean we're just so we have no idea we have no idea that jesus didn't you know die on easter but he died on you know what i mean like it's just these things that we're so confused on we because the church doesn't talk about look at us we both grew up in christian homes went to christian schooling all the church all the things and it's like wait a second
0: Well, I feel this is something that we haven't even, we really haven't talked about in um, teachers that teach dispensational theology. Yeah. Because I haven't heard this before. I haven't. Yeah. I I know, um, I've heard MacArthur say a few things about Christmas um, that are really, really good. And he has a lot of problem with the, the, you know, roots of it. And a lot of problem with people that don't realize that that baby grew up that's yeah. in that manger. we'd um, like to get real excited over celebrating ideas the baby, and these but these different things like this. Yeah, um, all of that is is you know he's he's mentioned stuff about, but largely anybody that that believes this is not speaking on this. I, I know, um, you know, I'm sure Andy Woods feels completely. Uh, different Uh, so I mean Andy and me differ on a lot of things here recently but definitely I mean you know but don't you think that honestly
1: a lot of this is because nobody even stops to question it
0: it is like we've just done
1: this for so long that we don't even stop to go huh
0: I think but there's a block that that some people block uh, like a block that they have and it's I think it's a love for this country over well
1: that's the point that people got really mad about that you know in some of the comments and it's like no because guys if there's something that we have that is not a biblical something right it's not scripture saying do 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 you know whatever and that we just love so much and we get really upset if anybody even asks us to question it that's idolatry that's a love for the world I'm not saying if you celebrate Christmas, you love the world and therefore cannot love God. That's not my point. But I'm, my point is, is that we, when we look at stuff like this, and it's not just Christmas. Christmas just happens to be a big one and one that's coming up. But when we are sitting here and we're going, oh my gosh, 2020 has been awful. I'm putting up my tree, I'm celebrating Christmas, I don't care that it's, you know, November 1st, whatever, I'm enjoying, that's what I need, it's like, um, no, all you need is Christ, and so whenever we are fixating ourselves on something of the world, regardless, I don't care if it's your coffee, your coffee can be idolatry, your TV can be idolatry, right, all of these things can be idolatry, it's whenever we have something that we're like, cool story, this is how I feel about it, I have freedom in Christ, I love it, mind your business, Right. Like we, it's anything that you, we all have to look at ourselves and go, Hey, that was for me. My plan was to stop Christmas for a year. Cause I'm like, I have made an idol out of this. I see my fault. And if I had to explain why I spend the time and money on this to God, I know it would not go well. It would be a bad principal's office meeting right now. Right. Yeah. I don't want to do it. But then the more and more we stepped away, even our kids were like, I just, I don't have a desire for it. Like once you step away and you let go of your hold on these worldly things and you keep just digging into the meat of scripture, not this milky stuff, the meat. You keep digging in. For us, it was like we looked back and it's like, it's cozy. But I think wintertime is just a cozy time because we're home. It's kind of that, you know, just you know, warm fire going, whatever, but that, that doesn't need Christmas. You know, I, even when I ask myself, like, what is it about Christmas that I'm holding on to so tightly? It's like, well, family actually getting over themselves and getting together. That's nice. Um, baking, fire, cozy movies, candles, blanket, you know, it's like that type of stuff. It's like, I can do that all the time. I don't need Christmas for that. But then the more and more you start to question these things and look at it, it's like, if there is anything Of the world, which if you cannot find it in black and white in scripture, right? Then it's of the world that I just get really upset. And that's how you can tell too. The people that get, like you said, it's usually the ones that are the most not deeply rooted and solid that are the qu- quickest to be like. and this isn't a dig because this was us at some point too right and it's us on some things absolutely we're all guilty yeah. but when you were the quickest to be like well my i feel that way exactly that's, that's my thought off. yeah the ones that, that are the quick shut
0: off to reason
1: and it's like well guys hold on you're you're all for all of us our feelings and thoughts and experiences are garbage they're nothing
0: well, we have to take scripture that- and
1: be transformed by that and make our feelings and thoughts and opinions coincide with that and not the other way around. I don't care how even I feel about it and I see it in my experience. What does scripture say? If scripture said That's why we brought it up. Scripture says, hey, if you're loving these things, you can't be loving God. Okay, so let me hold the mirror up and say, am I holding on to these things too tightly? For me, the best way to test that was to say, I'm going to totally set it down, not touch it. And test myself against idolatry, and guess what? I realized, yeah, that really was an idol. And then the more and more I'm growing spiritually, the more I'm going, who cares? Why would I pick that back up? I, I just, I don't get it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, this is the the, the the fact of the matter is that the Jews were not to celebrate pagan holidays
1: at all. At to all. have anything and to do with it whatsoever. They were not have
0: any sort of pagan idolatry
1: because you are to be set apart. So if we're grafted into this branch, why are we so, not saying not, you can't, but why are we so quick to be open well, And, to
0: and it? I mean, this wasn't something that was conditional. This is so that his people, Israel, did not look like the rest of the world and that they did not participate in the same things that the pagans did. Yeah. Um, so the, the fact of the matter is that they would have, they, they don't celebrate Christmas because of that reason, um, and and we we think that you know, the, the you know, and, and what's a shame is that we have made them compromise. Because even Jews in the West now, they they compromise more with Christmas for them. Like, I was just reading an article about yep. Jewish households now that a lot of them, like, even if they're super Jewish, thought, okay, well, my wife celebrates Christmas. She's a Gentile, so she can have a Christmas and decorate it. But, um, oh yeah, the you know, amount like he,
1: of like Jewish ornaments for Christmas trees—that's now like—and that's it. I mean, you know, and it's, Jews it's themselves really, are in such it's,
0: unbelief. It's it's a shame. The but look how sad Hanukkah it is to see how bush like. is something that is a very far stretch in trying to make this near any kind of of a tree inside the home of a Jew. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, the fact of the matter is they did not look at trees as a good symbol. I mean, all of these things are are true, and they're not. They're not. There's nothing wrong with that, and they were meant for that. So, I think for us as Christians, we're supposed to look at that as being God's people, as being the church, and we go, man, okay. Well, God's people aren't supposed to celebrate, and we're supposed to be different from the world. And that's where we go, okay. Well, yes, we do have freedom, and it's. I'm not even going to say that it's a cover up that you're celebrating this as a cover. You know, you're you're covering up sin by so no. That's not what I'm saying. But I, I think that we should just understand the principle and understand what this actually actually means and especially, you know, why? And start asking yourself these questions because they are, um, they're definitely a mission field. I mean, this is who Paul took the gospel to first. This is who the gospel came to first, uh, was the Jews. And there will be a remnant of them saved. So we should take care of how we, we treat them and we we must understand that they are still God's people, just because even though that they're in timeout, the, do you understand that they have been blessed and not in the way of because of anything that they did? This is just to prove that the Lord is God, and that He will do what He says He was going to do. But these people who have been persecuted all throughout history, up even you know up until even even more so in church history, and like we were talking specifically in the Christmas time. Uh, especially with this, this Roman, this pagan Roman, uh, you know, squashing of the Jew and, and everything Jewish around it onto the European side of it, even further European side of it with Germany, with Hitler, you know, attempting to completely squash the Jew and that, that anti-Semitism has, has blinded us to realizing what is occurring right now, even in our own modern time. I was telling you about this this book that you got me nineteen since nineteen forty seven Israel again was a realized nation, recognized as a a a nation, a country over there. They had reclaimed this area that they had been Largely, there had been groups, smaller groups, always left in the land, but it, they had been run out. They were definitely run out by the Romans in, in 70 AD. Um, but uh, there, there, there's always been some, but largely that land, they were, they were completely dispersed. They were exiled. And it, it wasn't until 47 again that, wait a minute, they're coming back to their land and then in 67 they got the the temple mount which they ended up relinquishing to the arabs which was that i mean that is that's another one of those fulfillments of prophecy that you're just like (laughs) the time of the gentiles you know that this will be trampled on until the time of the gentiles is fulfilled and you see that in 67 where they take control of jerusalem and they take control over the city yet they relinquish control of the temple mount itself you're like i Wow, this is a complete fulfillment of prophecy because they will not build the third temple until this time is, is, is through. And they will, this, this antichrist temple, but, um, he has clearly shown his blessing and his love for his people by bringing them like into the land now and prospering, Mm -hmm. prosper. Do you understand the amount of abundance? Abundance that israel has in so many ways oh, they're the level. most they are the toughest one of the toughest nations one of the strongest armies in the middle east or the israeli uh de, or the israeli defense forces i mean they are extremely strong they have incredible resource for a tiny little this tiny little piece of land all that to say that the God is bringing them back in the land and unbelief to bring them back in for final judgment. And then this, the, the establishment of these things comes, but we cannot forget that this is the ultimate plan. And, and we must be completely, you know, careful with how we treat them, how we talk about them and what we do. The, I mean, look at what the Lord says about dividing the land of Israel. And what have we just attempted to do with all these peace accords? And we're talking about a two-state Palestinian solution. All these things, a two-state solution. Putting enemies and people that want to destroy Israel right in their backyard and wanting to give them coexistence of something that is not theirs. I'm sorry, that doesn't work. But this is part that we're not we don't understand the the old testament God that protects his people Israel in a literal way because we're so far removed from that because of this this replacement replacement theology that has seeped into the church. So I think these are all just things for people, like I said, to ponder. I know many of you are going to think that it's, it's absolute. It clearly is taking, it, it, taken as absolute no matter what we say. Yeah. No matter so how nice we right? it. But all, all I can say is that it's not because I still, after everything that I said right now, if you're like, yeah, I get all that. And here's the reason why I'm doing it is because I like the tradition. I like Christmas trees. I like giving and that's fine. And even in and it's even fine if you want to celebrate the birth of Christ on that day. Of course. But after thinking about these things and seeing the way that the world, especially now, is progressing. I I I just wonder why we would even worry about defending this yeah
1: of all the things of all the you know I, and that was just kind of the point of like so with the trumpet sounds at 9 a.m december 25th are we really going to be like thank goodness this is what I, I put think all a my lot focus of and time Corona, on. i
0: think a lot of people would say well you know it's a nice break visually to remind us yeah ah. That everything is okay because I'm and happy
1: in my little bubble here, yeah.
0: Whoa. Was that, uh, I mean, I, wait a minute. Let's let's really think about that.
1: That's truly loving my neighbor when there are children starving to death and all of the, th- you know what I mean? It's like all the things we could be focusing on, people who are dying without Christ and perishing, like, and this is where. Oh, right. Okay. I, I mean, mean if, if you look at all of that and you still go, yep, this is where my time and resources need to be spent, that's between you and the Lord. Okay.
0: Right, yeah, I I mean. The more and
1: more I dig through scripture, I just can't find that. But again, that's looking at it and going, well, my thoughts, my emotions, my feelings say this, instead of looking at scripture and going, yeah, my." because guys, I agree with you. My thoughts and feelings, emotions did say something else. But then I have to keep flooding myself with scripture to go, wow, my thoughts and feelings and emotions are deceiving me. Mm Mm-hmm. And when I have to stand before God and I have to answer for this stuff, he's not going to say, oh, well, I'm glad it made you feel happy and cozy. Right. He's not going to like, come on, guys. That was the whole point.
0: Yeah. I mean, but again, I mean, those those two things that we just said uh, are going to come off, I'm sure, very, legalistic to people that want to to pick it apart and not want to try to understand what's being said. And that's fine. Um, but um, like I said uh, God is not uh, God does not take kindly to us being anti-semitic and And if we've been uh, grafted
1: into this tree maybe we should live a little bit like adopted children
0: I mean that was a comment that I had shared with my church a few days ago but it's a quote from Clyde Billington and um, this is, we just went over the destruction of the temple in Matthew 24 in our church. And, um, we were talking about the abomination of desolation. <laughs> Are you okay over there? How do you just sneeze?
1: I just sneezed three times in and a row and was not, able to keep it quiet. So I didn't mess up the podcast. Do, like, that's
0: super bad. Whew. You're not supposed to ever do that.
1: I, don't I let like some stuff come out. Like, anyways, I tried to stay but, quiet. Right, anyway, Whew. and now you...
0: that was crazy but i
1: felt it was one sneeze and then two more came so that was pretty <laughs> Whew. that was like a podcast yeah. gold star right there though, really that i just was. sneezed three times was, without like, making any noise i
0: wish y'all could have seen that i watched it it happened
1: <laughs> my whole point was to not disturb the podcast and but now we've totally there disturbed no the
0: way podcast. how do you sneeze three times and and oh, not, man be silent not disturb the podcast?
1: i know my eyes are watering <laughs> know you're not supposed
0: to <laughs> do that all right. Okay, continue so on. Anyway, I shared with my church because we were, we went over the abomination of desolation and talking about uh, um, you know the it being the reflection of Antiochus' epiphany. So we brought up the Maccabean rebellion and the uh, you know the institution of um, the uh, coming from that of Hanukkah and Jesus celebrating Hanukkah. And that's where it's just so cool when Hanukkah Jesus says that he is the things. light, and it's like all of it comes together. At the end of his presentation, he says, "Let me issue you a warning from the Lord." Do not become anti-Semitic. God does not like it. His son was a Jew. He still has plans for the Jews. And that was that's a very, very important statement. And I think that we need to, you know, think about these things. Uh, not in the way of legalism. Not in the way of realizing that, yes, the law is fulfilled. Um, the The law was nailed to the cross. But that still doesn't take away from the blood and the root of what this is and for whatever reason like the 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 stuff that they do is the stuff that god does like it's it's just because that's what the way that it is i mean you can ask him you can when you when you see him in in heaven ask him why did you choose the jews why jews why is it not romans why or i mean you know why was it why was it not uh, of all the people latinos? why, why was made it them not special? these why, why yeah. was it the jews Ask him. I I can't give you that answer, but that doesn't take the answer. away that fact. And guess what? They have they have tradition and there's Jews who are Christian that celebrate these things in fulfillment. So I, I know there's even Jews that they've they've turned from Judaism, and Judaism to them is an idol. They go, I don't want anything to do with that. Okay, I'm not gonna fault somebody for that. They want to turn to an American tradition and go, I'm going to get far away from this legalism of, of how we used to think about Christians and the hate and everything that we have for them. Um, the, I mean, well understood hate, I, I think that we need to realize is because the reason why they do hate Christians is because, well, you know, we've, we, we kind of went crazy on them. Um, yeah, they weren't the greatest to, to us at, at first. And they definitely persecuted, uh, the early church a little bit, but, um, you know, what, what has been done to them afterwards goes far beyond anything that was ever, uh, ever done by them. So I, I think that we need to be careful with it. I think that we need to take all of these things to prayer. Does this mean that you should not celebrate Christmas this year? No. Does this mean that I hate her? No, it does not mean any of these things. Uh, I think that you, know, like I said, we just need to keep these things in mind and realize that uh, you know we, we know that Christ's return is near and is around the corner, and you know once we we know that we know that tribulation is coming upon this world, so this isn't really anything to be looking forward to this is something to somewhat mourn uh, for us, like I said, it's bittersweet, it's something that we are looking forward to um you know, the return of the Lord, but at the same time, the reality of what's going on in the world around us hurts and and we feel it. So I think that's all I have to say about that. I hope that this is taken in love and grace. Do you have anything else that you want to add to it?
1: No, because it'll probably just get used against me. So (laughs) that's been happening a lot lately. (laughs)
0: Well, I mean, go ahead and, um, you know, if you have uh, uh, any questions or anything, you can email us Um, If not, we will see you guys next time.
1: All right. Bye, guys.